Hey, 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 everyone. Fraser Brooks here with the Network Marketing Ninja podcast episode, whatever it is. Uh, I am here joined with a really good friend, good new friend of mine, Reggie Flowers. How are you doing, buddy? I'm well, I'm well, and thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, super duper excited, right? <laughs> so uh, Reggie and I, we met recently. It was, in, it was on an island um, yes. in August, and we were in one of the most incredible destinations in all of the world. Reggie hosted this absolutely insane event, and he's the reason why I was able to now say that I shared the stage with um, Rachel Hollis. The yeah. of girl wash your face or girl stop apologizing or girl just go smash it at life, whatever right. it is. Right? How awesome was she, by the way? Incredible. She was a delight to work with. Yeah. She was exceptional on stage and she brought down the house. It was an amazing, amazing event. It, it was so cool. So, so, so kind of this, this event happens twice a year now, Reggie, is it the top summit? So yes. And, 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 in, in retrospect, yes, we are having another event February 2nd through the 5th of 2020. And then we will actually be have, taking place once a year. So the decision's been made that we're going to have just an, one exceptional event right now once a year. So that means that in February 2020, February 2nd through the 5th, or mm-hmm. however it's supposed to be said in the, the EU, right? I want to make sure. <laughs> no, not the EU. Brexit, mate. Brexit. So... <laughs> Already we're trending in the wrong direction, but we're going to fix it right now. So the bottom line is February 2nd through the 5th, 2020, we're going to be in Naples, Florida, okay? We're going to be in Naples, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so excited. Um, guys, for those of you who know, you might, you might have listened to a few episodes uh, previous about my story with Success Summit. The first year I did them, we had two Success Summit events in one year. And then we decided to go big on one, and it was the best decision that I ever made. So... I am so excited to be a part of Top Summit for the, for, the, for the second event in a row. So grateful for you as well, mate. You literally, guys, Top Summit, right? Obviously, the one in August. I was in the crowd. Obviously, I, I was co-emceeing with Rob Sperry. There was a bit of banter on stage and stuff. But I was in the audience for the majority of, of the event. And the people who walked across the stage, they weren't just like, oh, they've had a bit of success recently, share their story. They were like network marketing powerhouses like legit powerhouses like tim sales ray higdon sherry tree obviously rachel hollis rob sperry it was mate you put together such a great event it was it was awesome it was a privilege to be there so the top the top summit.com yes absolutely check out the top summit.com for all the future details we have like you said hal elrod will be here okay the miracle morning the miracle equation we have natasha hazlett you know unstoppable influence unstoppable just think about that statement unstoppable influence what do you really want in your network marketing business is influence and then on top of that we have miss danelle delgado who is the creator she's known as the millionaire maker and the creator of your gratitude journal and so she will be gracing the stage along with sherry tree and the other top seven and eight figure earners that and here's what we really want to do is we want to create a marketplace where not only people are going to get you know superior training coupled with an engaging experience, but also the latest and greatest technology that's going to be accessible to them to enhance their ability to produce results. So there's going to be some exclusive 
opportunities that are only exclusive right now to Top Summit that are going to be taking place at that event. Mm -hmm. And when you hear the app that's going to be launching, when you hear about the new business card and how you're going to be able to exchange information with different um, attendees, it's going to be so next level. You're going to be like, why hasn't anyone else thought about this? And I'm going to tell you because they were supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> and so you want to be there because when you have a chance to hang out with Mr. Fraser Brooks, listen, oh. I know you all see him online. You see him on YouTube. You see him at GoPro. You see him everywhere. But when he's at the top summit and he's amongst friends, you get to see a different part of him as, him as well, right? His best bud, Rob Perry's there. And these two guys together are dynamos. And actually, we just did our 12 days of Christmas Y Top Summit. And number 12 was Fraser Brooks and Rob Sperry, right? <laughs> Undoubtedly, they crushed it. They changed the game. And because of that, we have an opportunity for a second event. Oh, man, you know, you know what? And guys, we're going to get into some value here in a sec. But it's, for me, it's very important that people understand about events. The content, the speakers are going to be awesome. But for me, the best thing about events, honestly, is that the experience that you have it becomes so unforgettable. And when you have an unforgettable experience, you remember the content that you actually listened to and absorbed. And for me, I'll kind of share a story. Um, I've been so, Reggie, I've been sober now for, and I didn't have a problem with, with, with drink. Let's just make that clear. But um, I'm now sober as a time of doing this, about 124 days. Um, Christmas is coming up. But the day I decided, one of the days I decided, it was actually the day I decided, was at Top Summit. The night before the event, uh, <laughs> yeah. sorry, you guys can't see us, but we're, we're on video here. And, um, me, me and a few, a few of the guys, we, we went to one of, one of the uh, restaurants and they had yard, yards of beer. Now a yard of beer, I think it's like, I don't know how many pints it is, but I think it's like three. I don't know, it was huge. It was big though, right? It was like three pints, maybe more actually, in like a big kind of like, like a really big jug. And I kind of had, I had two of them. And I remember walking back up to the room and I remember the room spinning a little bit and I made a decision that I wouldn't. But the point of why I'm saying that is the Top Summit is, was a really big experience for me. And I'm really excited because this one in February, it's surrounding the Super Bowl, right? Yes, um, it and, is. And as a Brit, I cannot wait to hang out with my American friends uh, and experience the whole, whole shebang and just... Be able to meet people and speak to people who are going to the event away from the event and say, how good was that weekend in February 2020? So, guys, the, the dates are important. 0202-2020, it's a special date. Uh, make it special in your life. So, Reg, I'm going to ask you some um, quick-fire questions just so the guys can get to know you real quick before we go into your story. Not a problem. And Reggie has one of the most powerful stories that you'll ever hear, just to let you know. Um, it's amazing. So, and I'm blessed that he, he would be able to tell it to me. And yeah. Um, so beaches or cities? Beaches. Ooh, flip flops or sneakers? Sneakers. Nike or Adidas? <laughs> Nike all day. Yeah, he's got Nike on now. He's got Nike on all day long. Um, watch, read, or listen to personal development. Watch. Oh, I'm the same. I like to watch. Mm -hmm. uh, fast and Furious or oh, what's another one that's been going forever and ever? Or James Bond. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, it's tough. I've got him. Yes. Yes. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I guess it all depends on where you're at in your this life. Is America, this is America versus UK right now. I, I know, but uh, there's a long story behind what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say, but it's going to be James Bond. <laughs> Good lad. Easy because a buddy of mine, we're talking, he's a, he's a, you met Chris Holder. He's a, he, he's a big exotics collector. And he was like, and I was told, and I told him, I said, I'm looking at getting him my first exotic. And he's like, don't buy a Lamborghini, don't buy a Ferrari. Everybody that makes a little money has one. He said, get an Aston Martin. And yes. I started doing a little homework. And I was like, you know what? He said, well, everything that you do and who you're around, said the Aston Martin will be a little more distinguished. Mm -hmm. So James Bond, too cool, bro. distinguished. It just well, man, um, I am here today because, because of an Aston Martin. So... My mum and dad, they saw the newspaper advertisement that said MLM, 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 I drive an Aston Martin, you can too. And it was the picture of the Aston Martin in the advert that got my dad into network marketing. Wow. Um, How synergistical is that? Big, okay. big car, mate. Big, big car. So, all right, bro. Like, that, that helps me get, that helps me get to, to know you a little bit more. <laughs> Jim Rohn or Zig Ziglar? Jim Rohn, all day. All day, every day. Oh, okay. All right. Zig is great. Zig is great. But Jim, his Zig. philosophy, fundamental, spiritual, like, he, that's my guy. He, he's a, mate, he's a dude. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. What type? Uh, meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> meat. You know, the meat cravings on there, bacon, pepperoni, sausage. Ooh, you're going hot. That sounds like it could give you the sweats after, to be fair. Uh, I just don't consume it frequently. So we just, <laughs> we go hard and then we back off. <laughs> hard to back off. I love it. All right, mate. Um, if, you're, if you're cool to share, like how, how can the guys get to know a little bit more about you in terms of your, what, what's your story to, today? Yeah. So recently what I've been hearing is people like, where has this guy been hiding, right? Yes. And so for the record, I haven't been hiding. Um, once you understand my story and what's been going on, then you'll kind of realize that uh, fundamentally, there's a lot of spirituality in what I do, and so I just trust, you know, some of you may say the higher power, God, you know, I respect all religions, but spiritually, I get it. And so I began my journey in network marketing at 19 years old, right? So I'm 34 today. And when I started, I was a college student doing like most students, uh, and I was in the area of biomed, and, and I was like, you know what, I want to be an orthopedic surgeon. You know, those guys make great money. They're helping people. It felt very courageous and exciting with the idea. And then also the potential income looked really good too. And so at 19, I'm like, I didn't know anyone that was making 400000 a year, right? And so that was like, woohoo, you're at the top. <laughs> and so I started shadowing those physicians as I got closer to preparing for my testing. And I started looking at their faces. And I realized like these guys that I'm interviewing aren't happy and I'm, I'm like I'm confused okay and so I quickly realized that you know that I wasn't in love with medicine and I realized I didn't want their lifestyle okay and that's when the beginning of lifestyle really was introduced to me and so fortunately because of a newspaper article like we live here in Michigan somehow my mother was featured in a newspaper article in upstate New York okay Buffalo New York and a very successful network marketer read my mother's article and decided upon herself to contact us. So she went online, searched for my mother, found her telephone number. This is like 2000 
and five, right? So you can find people's telephone numbers back then. And so real easy. She contacted my mother, told her about an opportunity to make some additional money. My mother said, I'm not interested right now, but call my son because he no longer wants to be a physician. And I wasn't interested in law or engineering, any of the other premier, you know, um, professions that were available. And so I'll never forget the phone call. You know, it was a, a lady had a Southern accent, but she was from New York. So I was already conflicted right there. Like, why are you sound like you're from Louisiana, but you're up in New York? And she shared the opportunity with me. And I kid you not, I, they said they had a convention happening like in two weeks. I borrowed the money from my mother. We found a flight. And I literally flew right out to the convention. And I saw literally tens of thousands of people or close to that they were like guys my age that were crushing it, making 20, 30, 40, 50,000 a month. I'm like, if these guys can do it, I can too. I got started um, and my first year was a mess. I was uncoachable, I was arrogant, I was doing all, I was doing the complete opposite of what I should be doing and I fell on my face. But right around the time I was turning 20, I found out I was gonna be a dad and there's something about finding out you're gonna be a dad where there's a higher calling, a higher significance, you kind of just, snap into shape right like be all you can be in the army it was like be all you can be <laughs> and that next year was really monumental because it went from really nothing happening to getting to one of the top positions creating a six-figure income in a business that was doing a little over a million a year in sales and so at that point at 21 all at the 25 i'm building i'm compounding and it's going well. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting ready to approach that seven figure annual mark, right? Like that's like the network marketing threshold for greatness, right? <laughs> and right before I crossed the finish line, I tripped, I fell, and I tumbled down a steep hill of disaster when I just kind of took my off the ball, started traveling a lot, doing a lot, wasn't focused on business. And I literally watched my organization go from thriving to dying. And here I am now emotionally attached to that. And I'm now no longer thriving. I feel like I'm dying. And I'm just went to a really devastating season of my life. And I look back at that time, Frazier, and mm -hmm. I, I was inspired to write a book called The Art of the Struggle, right? The Five Incontrovertible Laws for Transformation, Success, and Fulfillment. And I wrote that book for me. Um, and I felt like it was truly spiritually led. I came up with five laws that really helped transform the way I saw myself and how to really get overcome and harness struggle, right? Like how do we make this thing that's opposing us, that's, that's in conflict with us now become a tool, become fuel, help accelerate us. And so I wrote the book in 90 days and I actually used Dragon, okay? Some people are familiar with Dragon. I put the headset on, I had my notes and I just spoke to the notes and literally the book was spoken in 90 days which was well you did that too i i, I didn't use i didn't do the dragon but yeah it was all audio and then transcribed and edited yeah and so my wife at the time did the transcribing and and did all that for me which was really really well it, it was transcribed immediately and then she did the editing which was really awesome Woo. and so you know i as i'm coming out of that journey things begin to shift and I actually shifted away from network marketing got into consulting for network marketing companies. Um, I developed a lot of knowledge over those four years of call it trial and error and destitute. Mm -hmm. And I got into consulting for both public and private network marketing companies. So now I got to see the other side, right? So I built in the field side, the training development side. Now what's the operational side, the compensation side, product development side. 
And that led me into the space of actually going into private equity, right? Buying and selling of companies and investing in companies. And I'm giving you all the cliff notes because you're like, what? How do you go from, I, look, I don't have the answer right now, but one day we'll all have a chance to talk about it. And so <laughs> that just kind of led into a whole different realm. You know, my goals and dreams had kind of um, supersized in a way, and I was on path for doing that. But I was fortunate enough that two of my good friends who are seven-figure earners in network marketing came up with a concept. That concept was the top summit. And they said, listen, would you be interested in partnering with us? We know your background. We know what you've done. And I said, absolutely. Because, Fraser, there is nothing more fulfilling than when we have the ability to contribute to others. Okay? Yeah. Like we get out of our own way, get out of our own selves, and we're able to serve and, and help elevate others. There's an enrichment that you can't attach money to. There's a wealth you know, consciousness developed that you can't attach money to. But when you're helping other people increase their capacity, their ability to produce not only in their business, but for their families and helping people see the world differently so they can, you know, influence it differently. They can contribute to it differently. I will always make time for that because that is which is what I, my foundation has been built on. And so I don't get to do that when I'm sitting in board meetings with guys talking about what we're going to do with the company and how we're going to turn it around and make it more profitable. There's no fulfillment there. Okay. That's just success. But this is where success truly lies. And so I got involved. We launched top summit has been a success, but you know, as you mentioned, it's been a tremendous season for me because last year, you know, was a unique time because I, I was, you know, my wife and I just came up in 2017, this amazing worldwide tour of vacationing. Okay. Like we went everywhere in 2017 and literally on our final descent from uh, our last trip, you know, she began to get sick and it started with sneezing and the sneezing led to a heart attack, which we were so confused on in February. And they looked at her heart. It was perfectly okay. So it was virally induced. Okay. And then on top of that, when you look back, then we went into, she's like, I have a headache. So we went to the hospital because she had a headache for like a week. And we found out that literally, with no, with no exaggeration, it was like a season of just, just turmoil because it's like, oh, her cancer has metastasized from her breast into her spinal fluid. And she had like four months to live. And so I just remember thinking like, how do I remain so unselfish in this moment and really remain present with her, remain present with our family and be the best that I can be during the season. And so literally harnessing struggle, we're going to, no matter how much success we experience, there is always going to be opportunity for struggle and how we manage, how we manage it, how we prepare for it, as well as how we utilize it will determine how far we really go. And I thank God for the prior season of going through that struggle because it prepared me for moments like this to really be able to be present, to realize that it's not about me right now. So it's not how I feel. It's about what's going on with that person that we care about. And I look back today, you know, my children, they're thriving. We have three wonderful children. And if you sat down and spoke to them, they could speak very candidly and lovingly about their mother because we've sown that, that art of struggle into them so they can understand and have perspective, right? Because it's how we see it, which remains true to us. And what I saw was she gets to go to paradise. And one day I'll see her again. And how exciting is it going to be for her to be there? And we will join her when our assignment on earth is up. You know, we'll return and be together again, you know, at that time. So. That is the Cliff Notes, and I am here today as a guy that is, you know, a portfolio of like eight different companies, you know, 
developing people is one of the companies and the art of struggle and just supporting people. And, and I love people, Frazier. That's just really it. Yeah, you really do, bro. Like it was, it was so great getting to know you and spending time with you, uh, you know, in August and I'm excited for more, but so I loved what you said before we actually turned the, turn this on, we were talking about like overcoming struggles and I, uh, <laughs> he's got a camera legend. And, um, I, what you said there about previous struggles prepared you for like you know the next struggles. Can you touch more on that, like like in terms of like how how you how you can help people overcome struggles that they face? Because network marketers they struggle with rejection, objection, failure, um, public speaking, uh, lead generation, like literally every step. You know, every single step of the way, there's struggle to face. Absolutely. So it goes back to respond versus react, right? Mm -hmm. And so often it's not the act, it's the reaction to the act that causes either, either a limitation or a breakthrough. And so through my experience, I wanted to systemize what it was that I went through to overcome the struggle. And so I, I kept it really down to five simple steps, and I'm going to cover them real quickly. And so the first step is called the law of embracement, right? And so what that simply means is that we have to welcome what it is that we want to change. So, so often the thing that gives us fear of speaking, fear of rejection, we reject it, right? We push it away, we resent it. So therefore we can't harness this power. But when we pull something close to us, then it becomes, we render it powerless. It's almost like the thing, like if you think about the Wolf of Wall Street, right? Like Jordan Belfort. When you think about that whole movie that today, everyone knows that he went to prison for a white collar crime, but why do they still buy his courses? Not just because he's proficient at sales, clearly, right? Mm -hmm. But it's because he, he put the story in front of you. Like, yeah, I went to prison, I made a mistake, but look what's happened to me now. So he beats people to the punch. He renders them powerless versus them going online. Go, oh, he didn't tell me that he was in prison. Hmm, is he running in a scheme, right? He's taken that away from them. He's rendered the, the consumer powerless. And so no difference than your emotion when you embrace it and say, look, okay, yes, I may be limited when it comes to my, my recruiting skills or, or my public speaking skills, but if you step into it and acknowledge it, and then say, okay, now how can I improve it? How can I change it? Then you render that powerless in your life because you made the decision to say, yep, I know it, but how can I make the adjustment? And then the next law is the law of engagement. So once I've acknowledged it and I've made the decision that I want to change it, then now I got to step into it, right? <clears throat> and so you're going to have to now make the decision that, look, in order for things to change, you have to be a part of your own rescue. That's what the law of engagement is. Like you have to be a part of your own rescue. So you gotta now, if you think about response, comes responsibility, which is my ability to respond. So I have full power to respond to the matter in which is taking place, right? And so that, that response can be A, I'm gonna improve upon it, or B, I'm gonna run from it. So how about we improve upon it, okay? And then after we've engaged, we're now ready to take action. But before we can do that, we have the law of equipping. And my father-in-law actually gave me the subtitle. He didn't know it one day. He was just talking. He's a he's a wretch. You're going to need the right tools for the right, I mean, the, yeah, the right tools for the right job. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so profound. You're going to need the right tools for the right job. And so when you're equipping yourself, 
you're going to need to adjust a few things. Number one, your mindset. So setting in the direction of your mind. You're going to need to establish a vision. Like so many people live without a vision. You and I are here today because regardless how it's changed over the years, we've had a vision. We saw an outcome. And even though it wasn't present when we began our journey, we saw how it would be. And then when we get there, we create another one that keeps us going. So people have to establish a vision and they have to establish a new mindset, setting the mind in a new direction. And there's fundamental ways of doing that. And then perspective. Oh my gosh, Frazier. I mean, how we see the world is true to us. And so sometimes we got to challenge it. We got to get new inputs so that we can have a new perspective, so that we can broaden our view, broaden our expectation of ourselves, And then when we have a broader view, then we can also elevate our standards, what mm -hmm. we expect of ourselves, right? Like, what, is the, what do we demand of self will ultimately determine what type of results we produce in the marketplace, what type of results we produce in our relationships, what type of results we produce in our family. So raising our standards is like fundamental. And then after we get the new skills and work on developing the new skills, but then we have the law of empowerment, right? You have to fuel your success. No one's just going to do it for you. So you got to take not just massive action, but you got to take consistent action and you have to account for those actions, right? So you got to begin to measure to see if you're producing results. And if you're not, reevaluate, make some adjustments and then go back at it. But we got to be empowered, okay? And that empowering comes from a spiritual perspective, having new inputs, new associations. Like we create an empowerment around us that makes us like an unmovable force, like Juggernaut, right? From X Men. Like when Juggernaut gets to running, you can't stop him. Right. He's going through the walls, he's going through anything because he's an unmovable force with physics behind him, massive momentum. And then the last law is the law of elevating. <clears throat> Because once your life begins to change and you begin making money, you begin achieving your goals and you begin improving your family's quality of life, then you have to now begin to elevate those around you. And what I've learned is that when we help others around us grow, when we grow, all things around us have the ability to grow, right? And so elevating people is essential because when you contribute, that's where fulfillment comes in. You've now got beyond yourself. You've gotten beyond your needs, your wants. Now you're entering a space of significance. And so to be significant is your ability to impact. And in the industry and network marketing, you have the ability to be significant because once you get through what you need to get through, you can now pull others through that process as well. Unbelievable, mate. <laughs> like, I, I, I remember hearing of a guy, it was probably 25 years ago. Uh, I was super, I was like five or six years old, but my dad was sat next to me and he was like jaw dropped. And he said very, very similar way to how, how you put it just, but it was, it was just like, he said it in like a minute and everyone was just like, what? And how you've expanded on it. It just made me kind of, my mind was just a bit blown by, by then. And he basically said, you, you trace the problem, you face the problem. You erase the problem, and then you then you replace the problem. Mm. Um, that was it. So it was trace it, face it, erase it, replace it. Mm. But how you've just broke down the laws, the law of embracement, the law of engagement, the law of equipping, the law of empowerment, the law of elevating. Are those, the are those are the five laws inside of your book, right? That's correct. And how does someone get a copy of the book? Is it on Amazon? Yes, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's available there. Yes. Barnes & Noble too. Yes.
Ooh. I just don't really promote Barnes and Nobles frequently, but it's there too. Yes. <laughs> so if you're in network marketing and you're really struggling, yeah. like if, if you're like you, you feel like you know what to do, like you've been to the events, maybe you've come to Success Summit, maybe you've come to the Top Summit, but you're really struggling. Like, yeah. how? What would you say is like the best way for them to? Like, what would be their first step in order to? To, to kind of overcome it? It would, it would be to buy my book. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right? <laughs> um, so, no, no. The, the, the better answer to that is... <laughs> Sorry. Brilliant. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to say that, right? I've heard yes. guys say that yeah. on some shows. Like, what's the answer to it? <laughs> buy the book. Um, oh, I actually, mission accomplished. Yeah. So, the, here's the reality. And, and looking back on it, because I was stuck in that spot as well. Me too. And um, I remember just thinking to myself, like, I, and, and I was at a point where I had developed the skills. I had created the fundamentals, right? I could, I could present, I could train, I could develop, I could coach. So I was even a step ahead. And I'm like, why am I not getting any more results? Mm -hmm. And so what I realized is that limiting beliefs sometimes are like, they're like oxygen. You can't see it, but you know it's there and prohibits a person to really enter into their power. And so I think one of the first steps is real looking back and saying, what do I really believe and why? And then begin to challenge that, right? Like, does because what I've learned is that everything that we think doesn't have to be true. And so what happens is that everything most people think about, they believe is true, but now you get into a space by getting outside inputs, like from a Tony Robbins or a Fraser Brooks or, a, you know, a Rachel Hollis, right? Being able to get new inputs begins to challenge your limiting beliefs. And so sometimes people are lacking work ethic, yeah. and that's become a limiting belief of theirs. Sometimes they're lack, they've become self-sabotage because of the conversations that are happening in their head from childhood drama, trauma, mm -hmm. excuse me. And so it's really tracing everything back to the origin of where those limiting beliefs are and then either taking outside counsel to help with that or begin to challenge it and just ask simple questions like, is it really true? And if I choose to believe this, is it really helping me? What's my upside? Like I often will ask that question when I'm under severe stress or just, you know, like my wife passing. And I'm like, is there any really upside for me to be, you know, um, distant right now, to be emotionally removed, to be devastated like is there any upside to that and my answer was always no so why would i be in that moment and typically we're only in certain moments because we're thinking of self so right now helping someone overcome that limitation whatever that limitation is is really for them to just take a moment and begin to challenge it and say is it really helping me and just have themselves i have to have them ask themselves some real questions and they'll get real answers because one thing we learned about this brain even though it's kind of antiquated it still likes to tell the truth. So the truth is, if you're listening right now, you are more than enough. Mm -hmm. You have what's necessary. We just got to refine a couple of things of your thought process, your environment, and then also what kind of action you're taking in terms of that consistency. So usually it comes back to commitment and consistency. When yeah. people make, make those type of adjustments, it's a game changer. Well, that's it. I, I've always said as well, it's just, just gold, mate. I mean, you can't, like, like oxygen, limiting beliefs, you can't see it, but you know it's there. I, lo I love that. That's, <laughs> that's so, pow so powerful, mate. But I'm the same. So I, I, I share with people that they've got to decide and commit. 
and then have the courage to take through. It was actually um, Pastor T.D. Jakes, uh, Bishop, actually Bishop T.D. Jakes. Uh, yes, he's a favorite of mine. Make, he, make me too. So listen to him for such a lot. I listened to him when um, Les Brown, because I'm a big Les Brown fan, like, like Hughes listened to him for pretty much as long as I can remember. And he was doing this, it was, a, it was technically, it wasn't a sermon, but it felt like it was because the environment that he was in. And T.G. Jakes was in the audience with his piece of paper and a pen. Yeah. Like, that's how early on it was. And there's, um, I encourage every single one of you to go onto YouTube and type in T.D., so like one word, T.D., Jakes, like obviously second, second word, courage. Mm. Go and listen to it. It's about just under three minutes. If you don't get fired up, you go and see a doctor, right? Because it's one of those things that you listen to and you just want to go and change the world. Mm. Uh, I listen to it every single day um, in 2015. In 2013, I listened to Eric Thomas, Breathe. Um, if you've seen that one, you've got, when, yeah, I listened to that every single day in 2013. 2015, every single day was, was that. And, I believe when you make when you have make a decision and you commit to it and you be consistent with the courage that you have, you will literally take on the world. And you mentioned one word, which is actually, in my opinion, one of the most important words in life, and that's environment. Um, mm. If you're in a healthier environment, you can be you have a good chance of being healthy. If you're in a thriving environment, you have a good chance of being thriving. And the top summit is a perfect way for us to end end this kind of talk because. That is going to be an environment of, and I'm telling you this from experience, because there's not many times I go to events where it's my second time, um, you know, because you usually oh, get asked, and, and it's the second time I'm coming, and because the first time, the quality of the conversations that were had, even outside of the room, like yeah. inside the room was gold, but outside the room, in the bars, in the restaurants, at breakfast, in lunches, I was sat next to Ray Higdon. Now, Ray and I are friends, so it's a kind of an unfair chance to say this, but people pay Ray over $10,000 to have a lunch with him. Yes. I was sat with him, literally laughing and joking as my food was falling off my plate next yes. to Ray, and we were just helping each other. We were just giving advice to each other's business and feedback and stuff like that. Absolutely. That you do not get at the big, 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 big events because it's just too many people. You just can't. It's great. The intimacy is there. The energy is there. The environment's there. And you, yes. you'll, right? you'll, come, you'll come to become a better seed, but you'll be in the best soil. And that's how you can grow to become, you know, a big tall tree. And guess where I learned that saying from? TD Jakes. So, right, ladies and gentlemen. TD Jakes has to get through a rough season. Yeah. Yes, he was an indirect mentor. And now I'm a virtual member of his church because – oh. His, yes, his, his, because he is also a businessman. So that he, you know, just to some people that speak to your soul. And he was one of those guys for me as well. And I, he was on, and I want you all to make sure you heard what Frazier said. The frequency of listening to the same message, that was Frazier conditioning mm. his mind. So the, the unconditioning is necessary as well as the conditioning. And so by the frequency of it, you became conditioned, just like the frequency of if you're watching TV every day, you're being conditioned. If you're around friends that are, you know, excelling in their craft, you're being conditioned. If you're around people complaining every day at the job, you're being conditioned because you're in that environment every day. 
So when you have what I, what I refer to in the book is discretionary time. See, all of our time is allocated to certain things. Like if right now if you have a job and you're doing network marketing part-time, you can't change that. If you have children, a husband, wife, like those things are priorities and your time's allocated. But we have discretionary time. The time that we can spend, whether it be vast or little, that time you have to be so intentional about how you reinvest that discretionary time. And what you were doing was conditioning your mind I did that. Anyone that's doing well has conditioned their behavior, their beliefs, their mind to take them in a certain direction. 100%. And uh, I'll just, again, he, and it's been a while since, but it, you, you have to act outwardly on what you see inwardly. Uh, and just hearing that every day for a year, I was like, yeah, yeah, I see greatness. I, I've got to go be great. Um, yes. I've got to be a part of my own rescue, right? Yes. Yes. I make it, bro. I make notes, man. I, I'm a studier. I'm a studier of success. I'm a student of success. I'm not, I don't just, again, like for the people who are listening to this, like listen to it once to listen to it, listen to it twice to study it, listen to it three times to absorb it. Like mm -hmm. don't, don't just listen to say, oh, I've done all the podcasts. I've listened to all your podcasts, all your videos, read, read all the books, study, be a student. So with that being said, it's the top summit. Dot com or if you're American, it's the top summit.com. Spelt the same way. It's going to be a wonderful event. If you're listening to this and it's already past the 5th of uh, February, then uh, keep an eye out because there will be future events. The lineups they have is just ridiculous. You'll get to get, get a real good man hug from uh, Reggie as well. Uh, That's right. He's just a good dude and he's very, very sharp. So, um, for those of you who want to get some style tips, he's, he's, he's got it going on. Oh, this guy. <laughs> you got to bring your three-piece. You I'll know, three -piece. Right now for your three-piece look at this <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'll bring the three-piece just for you, mate. Just okay. for you. Uh, all right. All right, guys. I appreciate each and every single one of you, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now.